Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to a very, very special emphasis on the very special episode, a client episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. Today, we are joined by an incredible member of the Hot and Healthy membership named Amber. And not only is she a member, she's actually a six-month Hot Girl Transformation tier member, which I know is a mouthful, but basically she gets personalized food blog reviews alongside a few other really special bonuses that we have inside of the program. But that's not why Amber is here. Amber, and we talk about it literally at the beginning of the show, but Amber immediately stood out to me. And I was like, I have to convince Amber if she doesn't want to come on the show. But knowing Amber, she, of course, wanted to come on because she is such a standout member, constantly motivating others, checking in every week inside of the membership, using the resources, putting in the work and really focusing on how she can be the best version of herself. I love Amber, if you couldn't tell. And I think you guys are also going to love her, too, because Amber opens up about her story, and her story is very similar to many women's stories from the fact that she started her journey being so incredibly restrictive. She has lost weight, but the struggle is always keeping it off, of course. And really, Amber joined the membership after going on her own intuitive eating journey, actually very similar to a prior client episode that we had, and we actually talk about it today, Megan, shout out to Megan. And she had a very similar story in the sense that Amber really struggled with her relationship to food. She opens up about how food was really not a positive thing for her. She definitely had to take a step away from dieting and weight loss for a period of time for her to actually be ready to do this the right way. Amber talks about when she joined the membership, what she actually changed, how she approached her diet. She lost 10 pounds before even joining the membership from everything I share on social media. And now she has officially clocked in at 23 pounds down. And she literally shares not only the habits, the food choices, the things that she changed and utilized within the program, but more importantly, she is literally going to share with you the mindset adjustments she made to be able to approach weight loss in a more casual, more chill, and more confident way. So that way she wasn't constantly being so hard on herself and of course, stressing herself out for no reason. So get excited, guys. Amber's episode is here. Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, beautiful fit babes. We are here with Amber, who is in the membership. She's actively in the membership, participating in Fit Girl Fall as we're recording this. And she's lost, dare I say, almost 20 pounds now? 23 as of this morning. Oh, girl. Okay, we're going to talk about that. She's 23 pounds down. I also want to highlight she is a Hot Girl Transformation member. So she's gotten fun little food blog review feedback as a member in our community. But I can't wait to talk to you, Amber, about dieting, your relationship to food, what you've done before, what truly allowed you to see success. And honestly, just backstory, guys, I wanted Amber to come on the show because I literally was looking through the membership and I saw her post and I saw her name multiple times, but then I kept reading her post and then I saw her wins, her amount of weight loss, and honestly, what she was communicating to the other members. And I was like, that woman's mindset, women need to have this mindset. So I I want you to pay close attention as we talk today, guys around how Amber views her journey 
and how she has developed a positive mindset. And I would honestly argue a resilient mindset around losing weight and making the changes as she's a woman working from home, has a doggo like myself, and she has a lot going on, but she still prioritizes these changes and her results are epic. So without further ado, I'm so excited to have you here, Ember. I am so excited to be here, Lauren. And I think that like you totally nailed it. Mindset is super important. And I'm really excited to talk about that today. It's so good. Now, you know, I always like to start at the beginning, meaning way before even TSN. Tell us a little bit and talk to us a little bit about what your dieting and relationship to food and really mindset was like way before TSN, before you got to the place that you were at when you finally decided to like invest in yourself. I think a better question is like, what diet didn't I do as opposed to what diet did I do? I mean, I feel like so many of us, it's just like really has run the gamut. I mean, I started in college. I danced like all throughout high school for the first part of college. So I was super active, like hours a day, five days a week. And then I stopped doing that. And, you know, you gain some weight and that's fine because you're in college. You're like not a teenager anymore, but that was 2009, 2010. And that was a really different time in terms of like body image. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not a tiny, like 16 year old anymore. And the advice at that point was to eat 1200 calories a day. Oh yes. That was the advice at that time. Like eat your little yogurt and your fruit and that's basically it. And so I did that off and on throughout college with no success. All it did was cause me to gain more weight because of the binge and restrict cycle. Like it does for so many of us. Um, That took me into grad school where I was just like really uncomfortable in my body. And I found Whole30. We'll just like call it what it is. And that- Yes, we love to name drop over here because there are women listening to this that have totally done things like Whole30 and- you know, as a full disclaimer, and I even have a little review of Whole30 I've done on the podcast as a mini episode, guys, you can go back and listen to it. But when you, when we talk about diets, we're not here to shit and shame on anything anyone does, but we're just here to speak facts about, okay, if you've done this and it hasn't worked, this, this is perhaps why. So we're coming at it from that angle. There's no shame in it. Amber, tell us about this Whole30 experience. I did Whole30 so many times because it was successful, right? Like you cut out so many food groups and you lose an amount of weight, which made me feel good in my body, but ultimately led me to feeling like really out of control after you would finish around, right? It's like any challenge you do, it's 30 days. So I did that like off and on throughout grad school and you call it successful while you're doing it, but it's not long-term. It's not anything that you really learn from it. Oh, and that's an important point. Like that's a really important point because you can be doing something and see weight loss success. And I'm even you know, curious how much weight you lost and then regained on it. And that's for a different conversation. Maybe we can even discuss it today. But I think so many women need to hear that because they think, okay, well, I lost weight doing this. I'm going to go back to doing it. But if you can't keep that weight off, that isn't success. And if you don't feel good at the end of your journey in terms of your food choices, that also isn't success. 100%. So I did that off and on from like, 2015 to like 2020. So there was just a huge amount of like yo-yoing, always dieting, always whole 30 And then that turned into like working out for hours a day all the time. I like joined a gym and found community that I really loved. And so I was inclined to stay there because it was like the people, not necessarily the workouts, but that's still, you know, nobody needs to do three fitness classes in a row for the sake of hanging out with their friends. Like that wasn't in a day. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) So bad. Nobody needs to do that. Like maybe watch one of the workout classes. Yeah. So it was just like huge binge and restrict whole 30 cycle for years and years and years until 2020. I had like lost some weight. I was actually probably at a really similar weight where I am now, which is like 170 something. 
And so I found macro counting through an online coach and started doing that, did some challenges with that coach. And that sent me down a really bad path of being really obsessed with weighing every single bite of food in my mouth. It was like really challenging for my relationship with my husband. Like the amount of food I was eating was just like 1,300 to 1,500 calories a day. Quite low, well, quite low. And especially because knowing your journey, it wasn't like you were trying to lose the last five pounds and not that that should validate eating 13 to 1,500 calories. But especially when you do have, you know, anywhere more than 15 pounds that you want to lose. I mean, you're eating 1,300 calories. What's going to happen when you plateau? What, you're going to go down to 800? Do not do that, guys. That is so far below your resting energy needs. Yeah, exactly. So I was not eating a ton. The prescribed workouts were like an hour of strength, five days a week. I was also running a lot because this was like prescribed by the, I think we'll put quotes around the word coach. And when I was feeling like I was plateauing, their recommendation was to cut calories further. (gasps) It wasn't to look at, am I eating more protein and fiber? Oh my gosh. And so I lost a lot of weight. I lost probably like 50 pounds in a year, but as soon as I stopped doing that, because I recognized that it wasn't healthy, I gained like it all back plus some. Which is just devastating. Devastating because you've spent so much time that feels like is wasted. Devastating because you've regained the weight and that was like the opposite of what we wanted to happen. But I also think devastating because I can only put myself in your shoes, which by the way, it is not refreshing in the way I want it to be, but refreshing to, I think, have a conversation like this because I think sometimes in my little bubble of TSN and all the conversations we have on here, Sometimes even I forget some of the BS that's out there and not even BS, some of the the things that can be so harmful and dangerous for women. And I think unpacking why that diet and and really not even diet, because I think so many women, as a side note, I get DMs all the time that's like, I'm on this diet. I'm like, can we stop identifying as like the diet is our personality? Like we have eating behaviors. And so if you're stuck, you haven't tried everything, like we need to change your eating behaviors. That's for a different conversation. We'll definitely get into that later. But, you know, I think what also is really devastating to my point, um, the point that I'm trying to make is your relationship to food. Not only did you lose this weight and regain it back, but your relationship to food had such a fracture in it. Like it was like the worst type of injury you could ever have when it comes to dieting, because it, it probably made you and left you really confused about, okay, what should I even be doing? And I'm sure like many women, you, you kind of probably struggled with understanding your body at that point. Would you say that's accurate? Oh my gosh, 100%. Because when I was told like, well, if you're like eating 1300 calories and you're like working out and you're not losing weight, you just need to drop your calories further. And I was like, I, I literally can't do this. I don't, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. And sure you can know in your brain, like eat protein and whatever else, but like that doesn't help when you're just feeling like so lost. So I did that. And then that immediately sent me down just like, honestly, a two year, really dark, like binge cycle where I gained it all back because my relationship with food was fractured, doesn't even begin to describe it, just absolutely broken. Yeah. And it breaks your spirits. It makes you feel like you're never going to get there. And I also think this binge and restrict cycle that happens after an experience like this, I've experienced it on a smaller level when I lost my 20 pounds in that story I always share from college. And that was because I can literally remember where I was insatiably hungry And I think a lot of women need to realize that binging and restriction, of course, can occur for so many different reasons. And overeating is not just related to our diet. There's an emotional complex component of that. But when you have restrictively dieted paired with this, you know, disordered or messed up relationship to food that was caused by a coach or a program, or really just a lack of 
of knowledge of how you should be fueling your body. That was, that was a big part of my issue. You know, it leaves you in a place where your body, that binging is literally a result of what you've done or result of what your body doesn't have. And it's an uncomfortable conversation because I don't want anyone to binge and restrict, right? But the, the overeating can be just such a sign that for so long you underfueled your body. And it's really your body trying to go back to equilibrium. It really is a protective mechanism as horrible and as uncomfortable it can be in the moment. Yeah, it was totally protective of everything that I had put my body through. And so I spent two years partially down like the dark hole that felt like I was just binging and I was so alone, but also trying to figure out like, what do I, what do I do next? And consuming a ton of content online. I think this is really similar to another member's podcast episode that I listened to of like, falling down the, um, you know what though? I know exactly whose podcast you're talking about. It was definitely Megan. Yes. It was, I was going to say more, but it was definitely Megan. And I can't like intuitive eating of like trying yep. to figure out how to heal this, but I was still coming at it with the attitude of like, I'm going to lose weight if I do this. And so it was never truly healing. I heard so much of myself in Megan's story when I listened to that. Oh, such a good episode. I'm also in the show notes, guys. I will link that episode to listen to after obviously you're listening to Amber's episode if you guys haven't listened, because it's so funny before you mentioned any of this, I, as you were talking, I was like, this is literally reminding me of Megan's story a little bit where you have this really deep dieting journey where you're very restrictive. And then you have one to two years of basically trying to repair your relationship to food, pick up the pieces worth where you were. But it's interesting during those two years, and I was going to ask you about this, were you actively trying to lose weight or were you kind of just caught in this binge and restrict cycle where weight loss was something that you wanted, but like maybe deep down you knew that like, okay, this maybe isn't the time or you you didn't have the tools. So you really weren't putting your feet in front of one another and like walking towards that goal. What was that timeline like for you during that two years? I would say probably the first six months after I, you know, like did all of the challenges with the coach and realized that I can't do this anymore. This isn't sustainable or healthy for me. I think probably in those first six months, while I was like deep in that binge cycle that I was trying to maintain the loss that I had kept. But every time I tried, it just sent me like further down the rabbit hole. So like, if you look at, I'm like a Fitbit wearer, so I track things. And if you look at like the weight data on my Fitbit from that time, it was just like absolute yo-yo for months and months and months. So I'd say it took me probably like six to eight months to really get out of that. Okay, I need to just like take a minute. And that's kind of when I found intuitive eating on social media and all of the things and said, you know what, I, I just need to like do this for me and, and figure out what to do next. Yeah. So with finding intuitive eating and wanting to reach this, what I call is like equilibrium, having a balanced relationship to food and not having dieting really control you. What was that specific phase or chapter of your journey really like for you? I think I went through a lot of initially just like eating all of the foods that I'd been told I couldn't have. So, you know, like chips or pizza or anything other than a Yasso yogurt bar. And I'm not going to knock a Yasso yogurt bar. I eat one every night. I think they're amazing. We love those over here. You know that. (laughs) We love them. They're my favorite, but I ate a ton of them when I was in that program. So, and I was like, I need to eat some real ice cream. So I think initially I went through the phase of like eating all of the things, because like you said, it makes you insatiably just hungry after you go through something like that. And then after I kind of felt like, okay, I've eaten all the things and like, I need to eat a vegetable. I kind of came to the piece of like, really- I need to eat a vegetable. I love that line. Yeah. And really trying to come to this place of like, recognizing what hunger and fullness really feels like and thinking about adding things instead of subtracting. That was a really healing piece for me of like, I can eat my pizza or my ice cream, but I'm also going to have a vegetable or a fruit or some salad with it to add what I need instead of taking away the things that I really wanted to eat. 
Oh, I love that. So it sounds like you obviously had that bow and arrow effect where like you've restricted for so long, the arrow's going back, then it's going all the way forward. You have this binging, you have this overeating. And also I think you have this healing aspect to food, right? In terms of that overeating, as much as in the moment, I don't think anyone is like that overeating healed me. It was part of your healing journey because it was a chapter where you needed to eat more food and you didn't have um, the tools, not even mindset, but the tools in your body with your hunger hormones to be able to have balance with food like that, that needed to happen. It was a chapter, a difficult chapter, but you got through it. And then from that, it allowed you to get to the place where you've reached more equilibrium with food, even before restarting, quote unquote, this weight loss journey and going about it a different way where you almost, you know, had so much of the fun foods, you had so much of the things that you had put off off limits for so long where you actually were like, okay, like I'm good, like we're good. And that's when I feel like it sounds like you were able to add back in some of the foods that are really nourishing and healthy that probably before they were labeled as like diet foods for you, where now you realize, okay, these are foods that make me feel healthy and balanced alongside the fun foods. See that difference there? Yeah, absolutely. I think that you really just nailed all of it. And it took a long time. It took probably a year of you know healing to get to that place. And that was like end of last year where I finally was in a place like, okay, I think that I can do this in a healthy way and I'm not super comfortable in my body, but I am also not healthy. Like I'm not actively moving my body because like working out and exercising had been so triggering for me in the past. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm like eating some vegetables, but I'm not doing all that's helpful for me. And so that is like end of last year, I think is when I found you on TikTok. Oh, you found me on TikTok. I did. Oh gosh. That doesn't happen every day. I love that. I think it was like maybe one of the holiday Starbucks swaps. And I was like, okay, like she's, of course it was. I was like, she seems cool. I'm going to follow her and like, see what's up. And so after the holidays, I kind of like was back on social media and looking and figuring out what I could do. And I started following on Instagram. And in January, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously and like do this the right way and do what's good for my body to get myself in a comfortable place. So I started walking more and just from like following you before I even fully joined the program, I lost 10 pounds just by like eating more protein. I wasn't tracking a single thing other than the amount of protein that I was eating. I was like getting my hot girl walks in and doing things like subbing my coffee. And I, I lost 10 pounds solely by like following some of the advice that you share on social media. I love that. You know, I'm really curious. We know your whole story thus far. And then this next chapter of your story, what allowed you to make these changes, like adding in more protein, doing a low calorie swap, but doing it with a different mindset because, and I will be the first person to say this, obviously I don't agree with the diets and the whole macro coaching thing that happened before, right? Like we know some of that was just obviously advice I wouldn't give, but there are, I'm sure bits and pieces of some of those programs or even things like Whole30 that there is overlap because some of what those programs do might be helpful while some of it could be totally unhealthful. I'll give you an example. Like the 1300 calories when you need like 1700 calories to lose weight and you're far under eating. Yeah, not healthy, not good for us. But on those diets, for instance, they might tell you to eat protein every meal, right? So it's it's hard to decipher what's like healthful versus what is like a fad diet, like, you know, not scientific, not good for your body. And I guess where my question I'm going with for you, Amber, is how did you make these changes, but it not feel like that macro counting dieting experience that you had before, because some of, some of like the diet foods I'm sure you had before, like the Yasso bars, a lot of those things are things I know people do inside of our program. Yeah. I totally see what you're saying. And I think that like the awareness was really helpful for me. Like when I 
started following you on Instagram and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this the right way. I was literally terrified. Like I pushed off joining the program for so long because I was so afraid that I was going to fall back into those really disordered patterns. And so I said, you know what, like we're just going to take it really slow. I know that I can eat more protein, but I'm not going to track anything else. I'm not going to think about like calories. I'm only going to add in more protein and I'm only going to, I'm going to commit to like 5,000 steps a day instead of the 10, 12, 20, whatever I had been doing. 20, gosh, whoever's getting 20,000 steps. I want to know what you're doing in your day because that is very impressive. And I definitely don't hit anywhere near that. (laughs) No, I definitely don't hit that. Now I hit it one day last week on vacation, but only because we went hiking for like miles. Yeah, I'm like, if I go hiking, if I decide to run a marathon or if I go to Disney World, I feel like I'd hit 20,000 steps. (laughs) Anyway, but you, you mentioned this fear around not just joining, but really going back to the disordered eating that you had dealt with before. And it's valid because of obviously everything that you went through. It really sounds like you in this, in this period, right? Initially, when you joined, you really tried to focus on addition and just trying to form healthy habits and not so much feeling like you had to do a 360 in your diet, change everything, understand every single calorie that you're eating and tracking every single bite of food. How did you do that? Because we can give that advice to women out there. But I know sometimes those women don't follow it because I see them do it. And I'm sure you see it too, Amber, sometimes. How did you do that and be okay without, in in my words, I always say, without having a chokehold on your diet and your weight loss goals and allowing a little bit of uncertainty? How did you do that? Yeah. I mean, I still, to this day, like feel some of that like creeping back in when I'm, you know, tracking in my fitness pal or whatever it is. But I think that what I have to tell myself, and and this is still an everyday battle for me, even like 10 months into this journey as of this year, is that I tell myself that like your initial thought isn't actually your reaction. It's what's been ingrained in you. So sure, you can have this like initial thought of I have to get more steps and I have to like weigh this food and I have to do that. But the reality is, is that you don't have to do anything like your your second thought is like really what makes the journey and what makes who you are. So if you can like tell your inner self, nope, we're not going to do that today. It's okay that I hit 5,000 steps. It's great that I did that so much more active than I was last year, or I don't have to weigh that. It's fine to be a little bit off because we eat in a calorie range here. It's not certain and specific and on the dot that just like, it's okay. Your first thought doesn't make you or break you. Oh, that is like the best piece of advice ever. Okay, guys, rewind that, re-listen to that. That's iconic. All right, quick question. Are you a woman that has been wanting to lose 10 or more pounds and feel more like yourself in your body, but you have been struggling with understanding how to lose weight without gaining it back instantly and how to actually stick to healthy eating with your busy lifestyle? Or maybe you have been working out so hard, so consistently, eating healthy every single day, but you just still can't seem to drop any weight, so you're just not sure where you're going wrong. Well, if this is you, girlfriend, you are in luck because my coaching program, 90 Day Fit Bay Body, was literally created for you. Right when you join Fit Bay Body, we first set you up with our signature initial onboarding call where you get custom calories, custom macros, and most importantly, a custom game plan personalized to your body that is all based on how you eat now and what you specifically need to tweak to start seeing fat loss immediately. 
And to help make sure you are never stuck and your plan is actually working, you will also get access to group coaching calls every single week with me and the Team TSN Dietitian Coaches. On these calls, I absolutely love to do food log reviews, progress tracking reviews, and girl, of course, during these sessions, of course, we talk about mindset. Plus, you also get weekly online check-ins with us every single Friday, of course, to hold you accountable, plus daily access to our private coaching community area. That way, whenever you have questions or struggles that come up, we are literally always here, a message away to support you fast. And the best news is we just opened up 20 brand new coaching spots for January. So if you've been wanting to work with me personally and have custom support and accountability to ensure you get to your goals in 2024 and you actually can stay there, let this be your sign. Plus, because I'm all about go big or go home, for the first time ever, you will receive not one, but two one-to-one bonus check-in calls with your Team TSN dietitian coach whenever you wanna use them in your program if you sign up before December 22nd. To apply, head to thesororitynutritionist.com backslash 90dayfitbaybody. And this link is also in the show notes for you below. That way you can submit your application and snag your coaching spot. Now back to today's episode. And honestly, you're using something that I actually heard recently um, just in life somewhere. I forget where I was reading it or it was on a podcast or something, but taking a pause. It's literally taking a pause and not just letting your thought patterns, especially if you have struggled with dieting before, not just being on autopilot. It's taking a pause saying, okay, I have this thought, but you don't have to act on the thought, right? And you can change your thoughts by understanding where you're putting your energy, right? You can think, okay, I suck. I haven't lost the weight. I should be working harder. I got to do two a days. I got to hit 10,000 steps. I have to be tracking everything perfectly. But even when those thoughts creep in, because they will, if you have fat dieted before, like me and Amber guys, even when those thoughts creep in, what Amber's perfected is taking the pause and saying, do I actually want to believe that? Do I actually want to do that? And that's what allowed her to shift her beliefs, her thought patterns, her mindset, and most importantly, her weight, because she isn't going back to, okay, I got to do what I did before because we know that didn't work. And I think that's also an important thing to recognize that I think, I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've done as well, Amber, like you've been able to recognize where are, and and identify specifically, what are the behaviors that you've done before that brought you to a negative place and not thinking about, okay, is this good or bad for weight loss? But thinking about, okay, what were the things that make me feel good? Because if, if you do something and it makes you lose weight, but you feel like crap doing it every single day, I also wouldn't call that healthy at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. And again, it's still something that I think about and battle with every single day is like, what makes me feel good? And what do I want to do versus what do I think that I should do? Like the background of fitness that I was doing when I was really deep into those programs and like with workout community that I mentioned is that I was doing a ton of weightlifting, which I know is good for me and is good for my body, but it sends me into a place that's not super healthy So I lift weights once a week because it's good for me and it's good for like my bones and my muscles as a woman. And I know that I know that I should do it, but I prefer to spend my time running or going to a cycle class because that's so much more fun and like brings me so much more joy and gets that movement in, in a way that's good for my brain and not just my body. Yes. And also very, very good for your body. I must add it. We, we, as much as like, I've had a disordered relationship with cardio, I feel like sometimes that message gets lost in the sauce for anyone listening to this. We, we also do love cardio over here. <laughs> so it's great. 
Okay, Amber, I'm so curious. When you joined the program, and I've actually been meaning to ask you this, what was your quiz result in the Why Is Your Weight Loss a Hot Mess quiz? I'm so curious. Oh my gosh. I never remember. I'm gonna since I did a check-in with Coach Hannah recently. Oh yes, because we actually make you I totally forgot, but on your check-ins as a Hot Girl Transformation member, when we do like food log reviews and a deep dive. Um, we do, we added that question in to know basically your dieting type from the quiz. So yes, pull that up. I am so curious. And why I actually wanted to ask Amber this is because I'm curious if her story not only aligns with her dieting type, but also her struggles. I have a guess of what I may think your dieting type is or the dieting woman you are rather, but let us know when you pull it up. Gossip girl is what I am. Is that what you thought? Amber is a gossip girl. And yes, I did think you were a gossip girl. And it's funny, actually, most of our membership clients who struggle with mindset and who honestly have had their hearts broken through fat dieting are gossip girls. And for those of you who don't know gossip girls, I always say are the ones that get in their head. And that's actually a huge reason why I even made this quiz in the first place, especially for our members to to take and be able to kind of like decipher what's going on mentally in your head. Because I think sometimes put it really simply, dieting makes us crazy. And I don't mean to call anyone crazy. I mean, I was crazy when dieting. So I'm the first one to tell myself that, but I think dieting can make us feel like we are going crazy because we don't understand our body. We're hungry. We're moody. We're focused on the scale, not going down and how we just want it to go down. And what if it went down and we look different? And I think gossip girls, especially even when we start to see progress, we can start to like second guess things and overthink things. So if overthinking is resonating with you and Amber is shaking her head right now, um, definitely that's why I thought you were a gossip girl as well. Yeah, absolutely. Overthinker, get overwhelmed, super in the head, think about it too much. That, that describes me not just with diet, but truthfully, like in all parts of my life. Yeah. When you started your journey and especially when you joined the membership, what were some of the things that you began to tweak and change while also trying to address this mindset at the same time? And I guess my specific question for you is, did you start to change your mindset or did you start to change your habits in hopes of your mindset kind of following along with the the behaviors and, and the food changes that you were making? Yeah. I think that mindset was really first for me because I mean, I've said 10 times on this episode that I was really, really afraid of falling back into those unhealthy habits that I knew weren't good for me mentally. And so when I, when I finally like felt safe enough, I was like, okay, I'm going to join the membership. I'm going to do this. I joined the membership and like, didn't do anything for a couple of weeks because I was afraid. I'm like, this is, this is going to send me down a bad direction. So when I finally like got brave enough to submit my, you know, calories for review by the TSN team, I really was coming at it with the attitude of like, I'm going to put my mindset first and everything else is going to come secondary to that. But like the hot, healthy, never hungry method is just so honestly supportive of that in that you get a range and, you know, you don't have to weigh every single piece of food that's like coming into your mouth. And the team is so supportive of saying, have you thought about this? Instead of just saying, drop your calories. And all of those things made me feel safe enough eventually to really start implementing eating more protein and getting more steps in and prioritizing fruits and vegetables. That's still a work in progress, but mindset really came first for me. I love that. I love that. And can I just say, this is why I fucking love you, Amber, because as much as yes, sometimes we drop people's calories. That's not like taboo over here. Of course that can happen. Just like we eat increased calories, right? They both happen. They're both not good or bad. It just depends on what's going on. But I think, especially if you are ever considering a weight loss journey, I'm not just talking about with TSN and what we do over here. I think in general, a lot of women need to swallow the hard pill which is you have to explore what's really going on 
and not just get a Band-Aid solution that tells you, just eat this, just do this. If your diet plan and the changes you make in your entire diet and approach to weight loss are just, just do this, that kind of vibe, you are not going to see success because it's never just, okay, just drop your calories a little bit. That's the only thing that's going wrong here. It's like, what the fuck is going on with your mindset? How do you feel? How motivated are you? Are you feeling burnt out? Are you getting in your head? And yes, of course, you do need to change some of your habits, but it all starts with our head because habit change, and I was thinking about this on the way to the gym this morning, Amber, so it's funny you're bringing it up, but habit change is really, I think, the core of why women can't see success and maintain success when it comes to our weight and being healthy because we're wanting a diet to save us to just tell us, eat this and take this pill and all your problems are solved. When it really begins in our mind and understanding we have to change our habits to change our body and our life. So I'm obsessed that you said mindset first. Now I'm curious, how did you support your mindset once you got brave, once you submitted everything, how did you reinforce this mindset, this growth mindset is what I'd call it, to not get in your own way, especially after you got your calories? I think that having the range was really helpful for that of not saying I have to hit this one specific number every day. And if I'm not, everything is going off the rails. But having that range, I think was really good for me. And like reading all of the content about how it's more about your habits, like day over day and week over week and looking at your averages as opposed to like what you do every single day. Of course, you make supportive habits every day and that's going to get you there long-term. But if you eat at the top end of your calorie range one day, like that's not throwing you off plan and and really being able to like use the tracker and look at the averages and saying, this isn't so scary because I've got some flexibility here, I think was really, really helpful for me. Scary the first couple of weeks because, you know, tracking is scary, but longer term, I think it was really helpful to have that flexibility built into the program. Okay, ladies, we're going to talk about Amber is 23 pounds down. So something's working here. Something's clicking. And this mindset is like 10 out of 10. We love it. 11 out of 10. But when people ask me, Lauren, how do I see success? I'm like, you have to do the steps. And I, and I say it that way specifically because you did all of the steps. You did this all the right way, but you're actually using the progress tracker. Can I tell you how many women don't use the progress tracker? And uh, well, let me rephrase that. A lot of women do use the progress tracker, but I think a lot of women sometimes have resistance at first to using the progress tracker because it probably is really scary. I'm putting myself in anyone's shoes that you have to, okay, I have to log this. I have to track this. I have to like look at the data. How was using the progress tracker really helpful? And if anything, did it reinforce? I mean, it really, it really sounds like it did it reinforce that flexible mindset because it allowed you to see the bigger picture. What was your thoughts leading up to using the progress tracker? Were you scared by it? Were you intimidated by it? Were you one of those people that were like, hell yeah, spreadsheet, let's go. Um, where were you at with the progress tracker? All of the above, I think. I'm definitely a hell yeah, spreadsheet, let's go type of person. I love that. I wear a Fitbit. I love to track the things. Also terrified of it because that type of tracking, I was like, this is going to be too much. I don't know what this is going to do to me mentally, but I love the tracker now. I'm like past the four month mark that's built in. So I've like copied my spreadsheets and updated them now. And it, I don't know if freedom is like too, too big of a word to use, but it's given me a lot of freedom in that if I, you know, if you're not 100% on target one day, like that's okay. If you don't eat hundred grams of protein every day and you hit like 90 something on one day, your average is still going to get you closer. The scale has become so much less terrifying for me because the day-to-day fluctuation like doesn't really matter. It's about the trends over time. And that has been 
really, I mean, I think freeing is a good word for it for me to just like take away the pressure of it and say, you know what, we're just going to see what happens week to week and month to month. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now I've been actually really dying to ask you this, Amber. So when it comes to the hot girl transformations here, you get personalized food blog reviews and really just like, not even just the food blog, like just a big picture snapshot into, okay, this is Amber. This is what's going on. This is what she might have a question on. This is what we want you to do next. I have been dying to get someone on the podcast who has done some of our feedback, literally our, these personalized check-ins that we do on there, because I say it all the time. And sometimes it can hit, but I think it is really impactful when someone who's actually gone through it and is on their journey can kind of share their experience. Um, But specifically, I always say how calories, yes, are important, but I care about what you're eating. So I want to walk through the first time you ever did one of those check-ins. What was on that check-in form? Meaning like, what were you struggling with? What were you hoping to get support on? And I'm really curious if you made any dietary changes based upon the feedback I know Hannah had given you because you were paired with Hannah for that check-in form and really how that, how that impacted your journey, of course. So I guess starting at the beginning, you did the hot girl transformation form. You submitted everything. What, what was maybe what you submitted that first time around? Yeah. So I just did this for the first time like a month ago. So it's still really fresh, but I submitted well, one, because I kept getting reminders and I, cause I kept forgetting that I had them to use. And I was like, oh, this is so great because I had gotten to this place where, you know, it, it can be like a little exhausting to think about your food and what you're going to eat all the time. And I'd really gotten to a place where I was like, I can't think about another meal that I have to plan. And so I was in this place of like, sure, I was hitting my calories and protein and eating like some fruits and vegetables, but I was like getting a lot of frozen food from the store, which I know is like not always the best choice. Sure. Can it be a good choice, especially when you're busy? But I kind of submitted because I was like, I see myself getting into this pattern and I don't want to like fall too dark down the hole where I'm like eating frozen chicken for every single meal. So I could use some support in like, how can I get out of this and how can I implement more fruits and vegetables? Because I'm still continuing to see progress, but I want to see that long-term and I want to do it in a way that's good for me. Not where I'm like, well, I'm just going to cut my calories because I'm eating all of this like frozen food and, and nothing's working. So I kind of submitted with that thought process in mind. I love that. And what was some of the feedback you received? And with that feedback, of course, the million dollar question is, did you do it? And how has it been going so far for you? Yeah. So the feedback that I received, I expected it, but sometimes you need someone to tell you what to do. Okay, Amber, you're like not hitting your hundred grams of protein goal a day. You need to bump that up 10 to 15 grams a day. And here's how you can do that. That was really impactful. Like Think about how you can add a snack in. I don't, I do work from home, but I don't often like eat a snack just because I'm like, I don't really have time to do that. I just end up eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which eating breakfast in itself has been really impactful for me. Eat your breakfast. We love a breakfast moment over here. Makes your life great. I, I often say justice for carbs, justice for coffee creamer in the morning, but justice for breakfast, because I think breakfast slander has gotten a little out of control on social media lately. Yeah. Justice for breakfast. I'm a big fan. Also a big fan of justice for the coffee creamer because it makes, makes my day better. It does. Amen to that. But anyway, so this, this protein need to bump a 10 to 15 grams up, um, with suggestions on obviously how to hit your protein, anything else that came up in that check-in form? Yes. Like here's how you can eat some more fruits and vegetables. You can, you know, do like carrots for a snack, or here's like a fruit, some fruit recipes that you can use or like prepping your vegetables ahead of time. I'm like kind of a texture person about food. So I get a little particular about like 
the texture of vegetables. And so I'm always like, oh, do I want to prepet? But I was like, you know what? I need to take this advice. But something that I really loved about the check-in, so like shout out to coach Hannah, is that I submitted the food logs. And in the video, Hannah was like, I noticed that you like buy a lot of your food brands from this one specific store. I live in Texas. So I shop at HEB, if you know what that is. Everyone in Texas shops at HEB. I love that for you. We do. But (laughs) Hannah was like, I went on the HEB website and like found these pre-prepped vegetables and like these things that you could purchase. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing that you like took the time to find things that will be accessible to me and not just said like buy cut up carrot sticks or whatever it is. So like it truly was personalized, which I loved. And I am working on implementing it. So I've definitely upped protein this week. Immediately after I got the feedback, I was like traveling for work, which I talked about in my Friday weekly wins. So food was 99.5% out of my control. I was back at home for four days and then went on vacation, which was, you know, like also challenging. So didn't super implement that during those trips. But now that I'm back, I've been eating fruit with my breakfasts in the morning. I got some of like the cut up fruit from HEB, so I have to prep it myself, which is great for time saver. Um, and I have been implementing more proteins. Like the last three days, I think I've been like 95, 98 grams instead of like 85, 89, which was my previous average. So I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. Okay. First off, I love that energy you have around the fact that you were traveling for work. Plus you had this vacation, like vacation isn't the time where you're like, okay, I'm buying all these carrot sticks and I'm bringing it on vacation, right? Like you're going to live your life. We love that. And you're so chill about it. I love it. Amber, everyone take a little sip of that. You, we all need that in our journeys. But secondly, like you come home and it's like, okay, now I'm going to implement this. Like that, my favorite word ever, like laissez-faire, like that laissez-faire like approach about like, I'm going to prioritize it, but understanding when, when the push and pull is and how right when you get home, it's just going back into what's working and, and, and just finding small tweaks about how to get better. And I also think it's really commendable. You reached out, not just because obviously you have it. But, and of course, I'm sure you can kind of see the the support that can happen. Like if you were really, really stuck. Right. But I think it's really cool how you are being proactive about, okay, I'm doing good. Obviously shit's clicking. We don't want to make this more complicated. I like to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, you know, obviously you're doing the right thing. 23 pounds down. That doesn't just happen, you know, because you just, you know, decided to eat healthy. Like you had to be strategic, of course, but you're being proactive thinking about, okay, how can I be better? And I think that is really underpinning this entire conversation. It isn't about, okay, how can I be desperate and like, what do I have to do to get there? It's okay. How can I be strategic? How can I be ahead of any struggles that I have? And how can I just make sure that I'm continuing, continuing keyword to do the right things. And I love that Amber. That's so good. Where you're at right now in your journey, what is this next chapter, right? Like you've had this initial chapter with TSN Obviously, I know you're still in the program. What What is this next chapter? What are your hopes and dreams about what you hope to not just achieve? Because I think sometimes I say achieve and it's like, okay, the end goal where, yes, the end goal is important, but it's like, also, how are you going to live the rest of your life? Like, that's really important for me. So what does this next chapter look like for you? Yeah. So I'm 23 pounds down, which is like amazing. And I never thought that I would like see that again in my life. So that's really cool. Buying new clothes is like, maybe not so cool, but still exciting to, you know, pants that fit. I'm trying to not get too attached to like a specific goal weight. I don't want to say that I have to be X amount of pounds because I know that like I'm in my early 30s. My body is not the same as it was in my early 20s or mid 20s. And so I don't want to get like too attached to a number. I do want to, you know, lose some more weight. I think that is on the horizon for me. I want to feel really comfortable in my body. I've got some like running goals. I'm going to run my first 10K in April. (gasps) Oh, girl, that is so cool. And I love how your goals are not just aesthetic and a number on the scale. Like, 
Those goals are so like 2000s. Like we're in 2023. I had to think about that for a second. We're going to be 2024 <laughs> in January. But, um, you know, we've moved on from the lowest weight is the goal or the weight you weighed at 21 is what you should weigh at 31. Like now, like, like you're working on fitness goals and honestly, fitness goals are my favorite goals because that like fitness is something we know we have to go to the gym to keep up with, you know, obviously being fit and healthy. But I feel like with like nutrition and like the weight side of things, like, of course, like you have to eat this way for the rest of your life. But I feel like sometimes there's a disconnect. Like we know we have to put in the work with fitness all the time to maintain it. But I think sometimes with diet, we sometimes dare I say, like, forget that, like, we have to do all of it to to maintain it. Um, So that's why I really like fitness goals, because it makes you be on the cusp of, okay, like, this is a lifestyle. And this is what I want to feel like for the rest of my life. Yeah, 100%. So I mean, losing a little bit more weight is like definitely in there. But I'm thinking and this is like all back to mindset. I'm thinking about like what I'm doing now and the habits and how I'm developing now. Like I want to maintain this for the rest of my life. I am done with like yo-yo dieting and I am done with the binge and restrict cycle. So I'm really trying to be thoughtful about what I'm doing now, eating more protein and eating more vegetables and how can it just like become part of my life longer term so that I'm not, you know, when I do decide to like not be in the TSM program anymore, I don't know when that's going to be because I love it here and I'll probably be here through maintenance for a little while whenever that rolls around. What is that going to look like for me so that it is easy and I don't want to say effortless, but effortless. Sorority snaps. I'm speechless. When dieting becomes not your life, your diet is just a part of your life because we all eat and it's normal, right? I love that. Amber, from the bottom of my heart, one, thank you for being a kick-ass freaking member in our community because literally I was going through the post and that's literally how this moment came to be because I was like, damn, we got to get Amber on the show. Um, Secondly, Thank you for sharing your story. I know so many women from the bottom of my heart are going to hear this and be like, that is me. And I think also a lot of women who are in the place where that negative space that you were in before, I really am excited for them to hear this show because this will give them hope because I don't know if who needs to hear this, but you are not broken. You are not broken. You might've had a little broken bone moment from dieting, breaking us a little bit, but you are not at your core broken. And it is possible for you just like with Amber. So Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was this was great. I mean, the podcast has been so awesome and inspirational for me to listen to. So I'm excited to have chatted with you today. I love it. Thank you, Amber. Bye, y'all. Hey, girlfriend. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.